You know the vibes. We're back. Another episode. BJ, how you doing? Hey, in Boston, in Dean Town, yes, series tie one one mo. I don't think we would have it any other way. Nah, man, that's what it's all about. I know a lot of people, including myself, are hoping for a seven game series because that's seven games. I don't have to be at home. So here we are in Boston. We didn't have an episode yesterday. The Hoop Genius Podcast presents about NBA Two K Twenty Two. We were on a plane. We were flying to Boston. We got on the plane. Everyone's on the plane, and they said, "Ladies and gentlemen, we have a flat tire. We cannot move." And so they spent about four hours repairing a flat tire on a plane. And we just sat in the plane, just trapped, couldn't do anything, couldn't go anywhere, do anything. So I went to sleep and I woke up and I thought we had landed in Boston. It turns out we hadn't even left yet. It was horrible. Um, so here we are. How was your day, BJ? I went oh, to the practice today. Fabulous. I saw the players at the practice, spoke to a few of them, recorded a few things. How was your day, though? Incredible day. Anytime, you know, I'm in Boston, here, so much tradition, so much history. And we're in the NBA Finals. Yes. Game three tomorrow, you know, and uh, if someone would have said the series was tied 1-1 coming into game three, what more can you say? This is what we asked for, and now we got it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to game three and seeing who's going to actually take control of this series. It's always an interesting one because now the Boston Celtics made their move in that fourth quarter. The Golden State Warriors responded in that game two. Now we've got to see how the Celtics respond to what the Warriors did. If you're the Celtics and you're going into this one, what are you adjusting from the previous game? What are you changing up? Your rotations, your your scheme, your what, what are you telling your guys? If I'm the Celtics, I make this incredibly simple. One, we got to match the intensity of the game. Yeah. Without question, the Golden State Warriors play with a physicality that was far superior than the Boston Celtics. So that's the first thing they have to do. Mm-hmm. Second, their bigs, in particular, Al Horford, okay, Rob Williams, Grant Williams, they have to match what the Golden State Warriors did. In particular, one player, Draymond Green. Yes, sir. He, even though he didn't score a lot of points, offensively, you know, he didn't have one of those 20-point games. His presence was felt in the way that he dominated the game. Right from the get-go. That first possession, trying to rip the ball from Al Horford. Okay. Set a tone. So my my big, when I say my bigs, the Celtics bigs. Yeah, BJ's, to, on, BJ's on Team Celtics right no, now. No, <laughs> it just, it, you know, I'm just you know, I'm just thinking of like Coach Adoka, you know, my guys yeah, have yeah, to match yeah. that intensity. Yeah. They have so, to bring that level because, you know, they did not have good games. Well, Al they, Horford. Two points. Awful. Grant, Grant Williams, what do you have? Four not, points? Not enough. Rob Williams, two <laughs> points. So now we have to find out how are they going to match that intensity. Well, the, the bad game. news is, I was at practice today. Rob Williams' knee was heavily strapped up. He was doing work away from the rest of the team while they were shooting around. He was on the sidelines doing some balance work, catching the ball while balancing on one leg, that kind of stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how many minutes they can get out of him in game three. But the Warriors go super small. So do you think the Celtics will try and match that and go with the one big lineup with just Al Horford and four smaller players, four wings or guards? Or do you think they'll keep trying to run two bigs? Because they did get some good minutes from Looney and Bialica in that last, last game for the Golden State Warriors. I think it's important when you get to this stage or any stage that you're playing especially when you have a good team, is to do what you do. 
stay true to yourself. I can't be all things to everyone. The Golden State Warriors, you know, everyone tries to, you know, imitate what the Warriors do. Do what you do. Because the thing that bothered me most about last game is that the bigs in particular for her, Boston, did not show up. I don't care if it was big, small, or indifferent. Match the intensity of the game. So I think it's important for Coach Udoka, especially in game three. Normally I say game five will win the series. I think this is an important game to win the series. And the reason I say that is because now both teams have won. Mm -hmm. The Celtics, you know, when you look at this in the eight quarters that we've been able to observe thus far, the Celtics really have only had one quarter. Yeah. It's the the opposite of what happened against Miami. The start of Miami series – they would win three of the four quarters but lose the game overall. Okay, they've, they've only had one quarter. Now, I think it's important for them to put together in, at home and establish that they can win a game when they need to win the game. No one expected them to win game one. I think game two, it was like, well, they've already, you know, their work is already done. Now this is a game where they have to win if they're going to establish that they have an opportunity to win the series. So I think game three is important. And just as important in game three is game four, because if the Warriors win this game, they win one of two games, they're going to be feeling good about their opportunity to win the series. So I think the desperation that this game has has more implication than just a a normal game three type scenario, especially with the the inexperience of the Boston Celtics. And the Celtics, this playoff run, have not been good at home. You know, they've been throwing away games at home in – every series except for the first round where they swept away Brooklyn. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can feed off the crowd's energy because I expect it to be a lot more intense than the Golden State Warriors arena. What was interesting with the Warriors games, we were there in the building, game two was a lot more intense than game one. Game one was like, oh, yeah, cool, it's the finals, it's the finals, whereas game two, they were like going hard on every possession. How much, as a player, does that home crowd have an impact on you? you? Look, it's great to come there and have your fans, but you got to give your fans something to cheer about. Yeah. That, that's, that's what the coaches would always say. It's great, but the game isn't won because your fans are cheering loud. Yeah. The, the fans, the game isn't won in the locker room. Someone's got to go in between those lines. Now, our job is to give them something to cheer. Yeah. So, right now, Boston can't worry about any of that. They have to go out there and play well. Because this team is used to volatile crowds. They're used to loud crowds. Talking about the Golden State Warriors. They're not going to be, you know, taken aback or shaken by a loud crowd. You know, if anything, Steph Curry is going to silence the crowd. So, all of that sounds good, sounds great. The bottom line is, who's going to get out there and perform when they throw that ball up? And right now, I'm looking for the Boston Celtics to meet that level. Because they didn't do that in game two, which is concerning. And now they have to show that and have an opportunity with two games here at home to win two games. And I think they're must-wins for that team. Well, we've got to talk about Jason Tatum. First of all, I got in touch with his barber. Because as you can tell, I'm suffering right now. No fade, beard or scruffy. I hit up his barber. He ignored my message. So I saw Jason at practice. I said, yo. I didn't even say hello. I said, yo, my brother, you got to tell your barber to hit me back. And he said, you best believe I'm getting a cut before the next game. I said, oh, you feel like you're top five now? Because that's his famous quote. Jason Tatum says that he feels like he's top five when he gets a cut. 
I said, oh, you feel like you're top five? He's like, we're going to see. And you know what he said that really stood out to me, though? Aside from that, talking about haircuts. He said, you know, JD was asking him about his scoring and his facilitating. And the one thing that stood out to me, he said, doesn't matter as long as we win. Which is what I wanted to hear. Because in the last game, we spoke about this in the last episode, it felt like he was prioritising that scoring over that playmaking for his teammates. If you're Jason Taylor, what mindset do you approach this game three in? Well, I, I, I wish I could come in and, and you know, I, I loved it when people say, oh, he willed the game. No, you didn't will the game. What you did was you have to play accordingly to what how the game is played. Jason Tatum has to be very aggressive. And him being very aggressive means he has to attack the basket. He has to be very aggressive and want to score the basketball. And he's got to figure out how to get to the line. Yeah. Okay. Now, if that means he's getting double teamed, he's got to trust his instincts because I want them to be very instinctive. You hear me talk all the time. The best players in this league are always instinctive. If Jason Tatum is intellectually thinking about how he's going to play the game before the game, the Celtics are going to lose. If he's going to be mechanical in the way he approaches this game, the Celtics are going to lose. If he's going to try to say this is what he's going to do before the game, I want him to be instinctive. I want him to be aggressive. And then I want, to, I want him to have the ability all great players have, which is to trust your instincts in that moment. So if he just gives me 48 minutes of in the moment, I'm good with that. But if he's going to come in and have an approach to the game, because let me tell you something, Steph Curry <laughs> is not going to be worried about how many assists he has. Clay Thompson is going to shoot the basketball, make or miss. And that, that's how you, you, we're going to see a we're going to see a breakout game from Clay because he can't keep shooting this poorly throughout a whole series. We're going to see game three or four. Well, he's going to turn up. You don't know a breakout. This is Clay Thompson we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's just a matter of when it's going to happen, exactly. not if. Exactly. So he's not going to break out. It's just a matter of him having to just play, and he's going to have one of those 30-point games to be expected. Steph is going to have one of those 30-point games. Now, if Jonathan Kaminga has a 30-point game, that's oh, a breakout game. Man. That's oh, a breakout game. Man. Okay. Jonathan Kaminga had a 30-point game. That, that's a breakout Get game. Get out of here. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, a, that, that's like, okay. Now, those guys are going to play great. That's why they're here. We have to prepare for that if you're the coaches and understand it's going to happen. You're not going to keep a great – we saw Jason Tatum have, what, eight, ten points in game one or something yeah. like that? Yeah, like 12 points. Okay. It's, it's going to happen. Every game is different. Every game – the Warriors are going to come out with a different plan. Why? Because they're on the road now. They're going to come out with a different plan. They're going to play at a different pace. They're going to play like all good teams play on the road. What's the first thing you do when you play on the road? You want to take the crowd out of the game. You're not going to be running up and down shooting threes like you would at home. So this is going to be a totally different game. We, we can't fall into the trap in the media saying, well, game one, game two. No, this is when you play on the road, you have a road strategy that you play with. Okay. So they're going to play totally different. They're probably going to slow the game down a little bit. The rotations aren't going to go as deep. 
they definitely are not going to be rotating as much because they know that nine times out of ten, the role players shoot better and play with more confidence. Um, so th- this is a different approach. The Warriors are going to be probably, they, they're pro- if they can help it, they're not going to turn the ball over. They're not going to be as loose with the ball. They're going to do a lot of things differently yes. than they hit. Okay. So we know that. We can't just say what happened in game two and come to – no, that's not how this works. So I expect a totally different game, mm-hmm. a totally different philosophy, and I am a 1,000% sure that Steve Kerr is going to have a menu that he's going to address Yes, at the beginning of this game, which was totally different than what he did at home. Yeah. Okay? If his role players aren't providing what they want in a four- or five-minute stretch – they're not going to get that seven, eight-minute run. He's coming back to his starters to try to keep this game close to win the game. So I'm looking for the Celtics to really dictate the game because they haven't done it in two games. Yeah, except just one quarter. They had one great quarter. And, and that was when the role players shot the lights out. Well, which I don't even know if they had a great quarter. They shot the ball well yeah, in yeah. one quarter. Okay, they shot the ball well. And their defense was good, though. Well, they defended your defense Steph is well good in the fourth. As long, your defense is always going to be good when you can get five guys in front of. Yeah, because the making shots lets them get back. And this yes. is the thing. When the Celtics get set in a half court, they are elite defensively. When This is why I keep banging on about turnovers. They gave the Warriors 34 points off unforced turnovers or forced turnovers or, or whatever you want to call them. End of the day, they were throwing the ball away and the Warriors were getting out and scoring. That's what Grant Williams was emphasizing today. He was saying, if we take away the turnovers, we're confident that we can win this series. Well, you know, Mo, before game no, one. That's not a direct quote. Yeah, that's be, a, before game one, I shared with you what I thought the key to this series. The key to this series is Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart is going to have to control the tempo and control the flow of the game. And he has to be aggressive. He has to have a minimum 15 to 20 points. He has to take care of the basketball, and he has to run his team and manage the game. End of discussion. Yeah, now, he has to do that. Now, last game, I don't know what he had in game one, but I, he, he had he, – He was getting buckets in game one, 20 yeah, plus. He had 20 plus. And, he had, and then he had two, and, and now you can see the discrepancy of how the game is played. He's going to have to do that if – if they're going to have a chance to win. Because he has to keep the engagement of Steph Curry. Steph, if Steph Curry doesn't have to guard, that's a bonus for the Warriors. So he's going to have to be aggressive, take care of the basketball, and run his team. Now, that's at a minimum. Now, to win the game, he's got to make shots, make defensive plays when he has to, make the big offensive plays, shot clock, and all of those things. If they're going to win the game, why? Because the Warriors understand how to go get a ro- get a win on the road. Yeah, and that's what they're going to do. Now, I, I just looked at my phone. As you can tell, I was looking for a text that you sent me earlier. But you said you were coming in hot on today's podcast because it's not just the finals that are going on. <laughs> There's a lot going on around the league. What's going, on around? What's going what on? What's going on? What do you want to talk about? We can what talk about you? anything. We can talk about anything. You know, I'm, I'm open I've, for anything. I've, I've lost track because I've had so little sleep in the past few days. Yeah, it, I slept for one hour on the plane. I slept for one hour last night. I'm, I'm losing track. 
The Lakers have a new coach. Right. The Jazz got rid of their coach. Right. There's talks about trades, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. There's a lot going on around the NBA. Let's talk with the Lakers. I know we don't want to talk about the Lakers too much. What do you think of this hiring of Darvin Ham and Rashid Wallace, who I love them hiring as an assistant coach, who might finally unlock the dog in Anthony Davis? You know, Darvin Ham is a, is, is a terrific hire. He's a terrific hire. He's a terrific coach. He's paid his dues, understands the game, will be incredibly prepared, da-da-da-da-da-da. I think this is probably the former player in me. The coaches don't play. Yeah. <laughs> is he competent? Absolutely. Is he great? He'll be terrific. Okay. Now let's figure out what these players are going to do. Yes. That's the bottom line. He said he wants Russell Westbrook back defending at a championship level. Okay. That's fine. Say all the right things, <laughs> all those things. I, I, I'm not into that. What what I what 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 I understand is the following. What I understand is the following. In today's game, as a guard, no one's no one can defend. Okay, <laughs> no Why? one, no, not no, even no, one or two. N- 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 no one's stopping Kyrie, John Morant, Steph Curry. No one. You 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 can't stop those guys. Now. No one can stop. Kyrie got swept in the first round. Okay, that's that's fine. The team lost. When you talk about these great individual players, no one's stopping them. Okay, that's just how that's just how it works. Everybody can have their views. You ask any player who plays, you're not stopping a player on a one-on-one matchup in an isolation. Yeah. Now you got great help, da da da, great scheme, and all those things. So what does that mean? I, I think Russell, like every team. And what the coach is saying, I'm going to put this in, the, in its proper context. What the coach is saying is the following. All of the offense gets all of the – they get all the headlines. So this guy's 30 points a game. This guy's averaging 25. And this guy – okay, that sounds good. But every year we say the same thing. We're watching the number one and number two defensive team in the league. Yep. And no one's talking about it. So if you're not going to be the number one or number two, number three or top five team – Mm-hmm. Let's not expect anything. On the defensive side of the basketball. Okay. Now, everybody knows the same thing. Every coach, whether you want to say Russell Westbrook by name, you want to say Marcus Smart by name, you want to say Draymond Green by name, Kawhi Leonard, however you want to say it, every team does the same thing. Your first line of defense is the lead guard. Yes. And if your lead guard doesn't apply the pressure – don't expect the other four guys behind him to do it. So what I think he's saying is, Russell, you're going to be my lead guard. Yeah. I need you to be responsible on that end. 100%. And if you are playing responsible and the four guys behind you are responsible and helping and you give me the effort, we got a chance. That's all he said. Now, all of these things, Russell, what you saw last year, they're, they were a very irresponsible team last year. That's just what it is. That, that, no one can argue that. Now, but if Anthony Davis, who should be an all-league defender, should LeBron be. James should be respectable, and there's no reason why Russell, with his athleticism, okay, should be more than respectable with his size, 
and you put other guys who are committed, the team should at the very least be a top 10 defensive team. It should at least be like average. <laughs> okay. At, at the very least. And if that happens and LeBron averages, let's say, 25 points a game, mm-hmm. AD averages 25 points well, a game, LeBron and Russell averages 18, to chase yeah, 18 to 22, I would think that this team should be somewhere in the playoffs. Oh, it has to be. So I think that's year. what he's saying. Now, if they get contributions, but it's, it's going to start on the defensive end. All of the other things, thinking that he's going to come in and sprinkle some special sauce, no, that's not happening. If you think LeBron James is just going to, you know, it's going to be a miracle, he's going to show up, no, that's not happening. AD, no, he's not. I, I think Rasheed LeBron will Wallace. put up scoring numbers. He's trying yeah, to chase that, That's fine. You, he's going to put up score numbers. That's fine. As long as he defends, he should put them up. But if he doesn't defend, <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. It's, it's an uncomfortable conversation if we talk about LeBron's defense at this stage of his career. No, it's not uncomfortable. Mo, if you're, if you're supported by your other four teammates, it's not uncomfortable. If everyone buys in. It's not a buying in. Either you're going to do it or you're not. Like people say you're buying in. If I got to sell you on something, I should get rid of you. Yes. That's how it really works. Yes. Like, coaches say, I got to sell. No, you're not selling them. Someone beats you. That's why it's a team. Someone's got to be there to help. The help helps the helper and the help. The, that's how it works. It's yes. a very simple process. What happens is when selfishness seeps in and then your truth tellers, your coaches, your team, and no one says what's really going on, it snowballs. So, LeBron, just give us what you got. That's it. Oh, speaking of defense, another team that will want to improve its defense is the home of the multiple-time defense player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Quinn Snyder stepped down as head coach of the Utah Jazz. Right. Do you have any thoughts on what they should do with regards to running it back, or do you think Danny Ainge is going to take the franchise in a new direction in terms of changing that roster? I think Danny Ainge has to have... I think Danny Haynes has to explore every option available. I think that's what he has to do. You know, there's no right or wrong. It's just, okay, let's explore Let's explore what the organization but can do. Do you think running it back with the same squad and just a different coach will help them? Or will they encounter the same problems because of the way that their team is structured? Well, you've heard me say now, what, for a couple of years? They're small. Yes. Okay. They're, they're, they're a small group. I wasn't, and I, and I love Mike Conley. I mean, I'm, I'm a Mike Conley fan. Mm-hmm. Bogdanovich at the power forward. Barbecue chicken. And then you have uh, Royce O'Neal. Okay. Now, when you look at the league and, and the way these teams, you know, value elite athleticism on the wing. Mm-hmm. You can't play with Royce O'Neal mm-hmm. and Bogdanovich yeah, like, look at the, and, and a small Mike Conley. Look at the value of having a Wiggins or a Dorian Finney-Smith in the NBA today. It's, so it's like what, do we, like, what do we expect? And and I've resisted all year talking about the Utah Jazz it's because I like the Jazz. I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Rudy Gobert. I like Quinn Snyder. However, when you look at the team and I look at the league, those are not elite athletes at the wing position that's necessary to advance. And then all of a sudden when they don't win, 
It's like, what are we going to do? Who expected them to win? No one. They did. No, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Do they you didn't think expect- they really, like, after years and years of racking up all these regular season wins, they don't even think when it gets to the postseason that they can I, get through I, the wins? I, listen, unfortunately, I have an opportunity to, to speak with these teams. Yeah. They didn't think that. Okay. Okay. They didn't think it. What they, what they did was is they put together a team with the idea of saying, if we can maintain value – of certain players, maybe we can have an opportunity to get X, Y, and address that situation. Yeah. That's what they were doing. You, you can't tell me you're going to win a championship with Bodanovich at the Power Four. <laughs> you can't look at me. You can't look at me. And I like Bodanovich. Yeah. But you're same. not, he's not going to go through Draymond Green. He's nope. not going to go through Anthony Davis. He's not going to go through Al Horford. Yeah. He's not going through Bam on a bike. No, he's on the Bogdanovich anyone. is he's, going to play against Giannis. On, he's, he's Are you really telling me that Giannis? <laughs> really? Is that what you're telling me? Mo, I ain't telling that's you. That's what I'm saying. So they're not telling me that either. Yeah. So I get it. And, I, and I'm and i not. You do what you got to do mm-hmm. so you can get to where you got to get to. Now, I think Danny Ainge did the right thing. He came in. He was patient. He watched the team. He let it play itself out. And then now you're looking at it to her saying, What's the realistic goal? It's not that I want to get rid of these guys. These guys win 45, 50 games in the regular season. Hey, that's an achievement. But if you're going to advance, yeah, then we're going to have to make some changes here, which is understandable. And now I think it's obvious that those guys aren't good enough. Yeah, with an ambitious new owner who's putting lots of money into it. Um, the trade that was floated out there today across the internet was the Chicago Bulls trading for Rudy Gobert to fill their defensive gap in the middle because they have not great rotation. Okay, and who are they going to trade? Where they got this to is, This is Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. Okay. Was saying he had heard about these talks. Now, I don't know how true these are because the talk said Vucevic and Kobe White plus a draft pick or Vucevic and Lonzo Ball plus a draft pick. Now, I don't know in which world... Vucevic and a draft pick. I don't know which world either of those trades helped no, the Utah that's Jazz. Not, let's not even touch that. Like, I'll let you talk about it if you want to talk. That's I not, just, so so every, all day today people are asking me, Mo, oh, what do you think Rudy Gobert is? Let's just think about this logically for a second. The Utah Jazz are going to trade a multiple-time defense player of the year for Nikola Vucevic. And with all due respect to Nikola Vucevic, he ain't guarding no one. So you got to tee the Utah Jazz only work because Rudy Gobert protects the bucket. Everyone else around him is a, a bad defender. If we, if, if we're going to be if, honest, if they ain't, they ain't getting rid of their one good defender. If Rudy Gobert is going to get traded, okay, if he's going to get traded, which you know that's a big if, if he's going to be traded, Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz are going to receive back a minimum of two things. They're going to receive back, which they refer to, not me, a ton of draft pick as assets. Yep. Which is going to put them in a full rebuild. Yep. Okay. Or retool, as the executives like to call it. <laughs> or they're going to get back a younger, all-star caliber player mm-hmm. and build around that player, a la a Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, somebody like that. So scare me like this, B. No, no. That, that's, <laughs> say what you want. Rudy Gobert yeah. is an all-star, a, defensive player, first team all-defensive player. He's probably first team all-defensive. He's a valuable year. player. Okay. So if you're not going to get that back. Why are you training him? There's no reason. Okay. There's no reason. Now, Danny Ainge has to 
explore every opportunity. Yes. Because he has two all-stars to build around. And both of those guys are in their prime. Now, the simplest way to do it, most economic, economically the best way to do it is to say, okay, we know we have to get better. How are we going to get better? I'm going to build around those guys and ask those guys, look, give me two to three years to build around me. Okay. And that means well, they Royce want Donovan Mitchell under contract for three more years, so he, he can't force his way out anytime soon. You can always force your way out. Yeah, everything's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In this NBA, yeah, but, but if in you're theory, force your way out, in theory, he should. He's got three years left. Yeah, if, if he's going to force his way out, that's fine. You do what's best for you. Let me let me tell you what let me tell you what an exec a true executive is going to say. Okay, you want out? Great. I will get you out, but I'm going to do what's best for me now. You want what's best for you. I'm going to do what's best for me. And if I get what I want, we'll trade you. If not, let's be professional. And, and that's how it works. Yeah. That's how the business – that's not, he's not the first and won't be the last guy that wants to be traded. Okay, you want to be traded. Great. If, you, if that's what you want, then we're going to do what's best for us, and you do what's best for you. Now, but if I was Danny, I'm going to explore all those. And what I would probably end up doing – is trying to figure out how to build around those two yeah. and complement what those guys do so that I have a guy who's an all-defensive player in Rudy Gobert. I have an all-star caliber guard in Donovan Mitchell. And I know that I have to have more athletic players yeah. around them. That's a fact. No disrespect to those other guys. Okay, Royce O'Neal, Bodanovich. But I have to have more. I have to have better athletes. That's yep. just that's just what it is. So if I could do that, and yep. we can explore that in two or three years, I have all the confidence in the world to think that Danny Ainge could get a, identify another Grant Williams. He did a great job of drafting. I, I have all the whole, confidence. The whole Celtics team, with the exception of Al Horford, trying and, to think, and, and Robert Derek Williams. White. He did a. He had the number one pick, and he turned that into Jason Tatum. Yep. Picked Jaylen up Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart. I have he all the confidence it, in the world. So if those guys want to get out, you're not going to get a better executive. So let's just call it what it is. You're not going to get a better executive. Mm-hmm. So you can run for the short game, but in the end, we're sitting in Boston right now because of Danny Ainge. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. That's big facts. Okay, so all this other stuff really doesn't mean it's like all these. Other, that's just how the business is. So we can run from the truth. You can disguise the truth, and everyone can have a hidden agenda. The fact remains, Danny Ainge is a very competent executive. Big facts. I've okay. been saying for years. So now I have every reason to believe he's going to do the same thing there in Utah. <laughs> now, if those two players can't see that. That's on them. I'm not here to say one. But whatever they decide to do, Danny Ainge will make the proper adjustment. And let me tell you this. Danny Ainge has dealt with problems. I was just about to say, for these younger viewers, they don't know. There was a time where Paul Pierce wanted our Boston. It happens to everybody. And, And the next season, he delivered Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. However that happened, whatever. But... That turnaround from your superstar not wanting to play for your team to winning a championship in the space of 12 months. I'm not saying that Jazz are going to be in the finals next year. Listen, man, this guy got Ray Allen, 
drafted Rondo. Yep. Had a traded stack, for a kick. Listen, a stacked bench as well full of vets. So all of that stuff they're talking means nothing to me. I mean, I, I hear him, but that's not how this game really works. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. What works is Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. That's a good start. You guys are in your prime. Can we build something together? Because currently, and I'm not throwing the other you know, executives under the bus, I didn't think it was a championship caliber roster. And if I look around, I don't think there are other executives who thought this was a champ. Now, did they win 40, 50 games a year? Absolutely. Did they have a nice coach? And uh, Absolutely. But when you say a championship caliber team, Mo. I hear it. Listen, I just think it's funny when people bring me these rumors and things that yeah, they Yeah, they can bring online. the rumors. That's fine. But the rumors got to stop here because you and I are looking at championship caliber players right now. That's facts. Okay? This team, they're not as good as these two teams. No. That's just being honest. They're not even close. That's just, that, that's They're not just even being, as good as the Dallas Mavericks. And look that, at what Golden State did to the that's Dallas That's just Mavericks. being honest. They don't have a player. You know, I don't think they were better than the Phoenix Suns. I don't think no. they're better than the Dallas Mavericks, the Golden State Warriors. I don't think they're better than a healthy Devin Nuggets. Yeah. The, healthy so LA Clippers wipes the floor. If we're honest, then let's be, let's be honest. So Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and all those things that are coming out, which I don't believe until I hear from them. But if you're looking at the team, you're saying – I'm not better than those teams. I'm not. I'm not better than. I'm not better than than those teams. But could we? Could we put together a team? Absolutely. Could you play on that level? You got two all stars. I would hope that you can. Yeah. I would hope that you you could play on that level. I would hope that maybe you can add a veteran or two or. So. I would hope. They they, you know. So I think they're in a good position. But those guys, the key for that team is the following. If you have star players, are they going to hold themselves accountable for what's going on and take responsibility for the team? Accountability and responsibility. If Rudy Gobert and, and, and Donovan Mitchell hold themselves responsible, I can bickering. roll with that. Maybe I can stop, roll with that. Stop sending subliminal shots at each other in the media. I don't know. what I don't know. Until I hear from the people, I don't know. A lot of, some, a lot of times it's just young people. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of time, it takes time be to be throwing do. shade, is what they say, BJ. Well, yeah, a, a lot of times when you're young and you come in this league, you just you you just learning. Like it takes time. You know what I mean? It normally takes six, seven, eight years. You know, very rarely do you come in and, and you learn. So with that, let's see. Let's see how it plays itself out. We heard it from the man himself. Real name, no gimmicks for a reason. No gimmicks here. It, not in here. Tell them. It, tell don't tell me. Not tell them. here. We're not going to deal with the rumors. We're going to deal with the facts. Real talk. <laughs> the Real facts. Now, talk. if they want to say rumors. Now, I, I got to apologize to the people. Yes. There was no episode yesterday. Hey, hey, hey. And a number of people said they couldn't get their day started right. Hey, hey. Did I not call? Did I not call? Hey. You were stuck on the runway. I'm not going to do an episode inside Real name, no gimmicks. I said, Mo. We did. Mo said, I got to respect the game. I got to respect it. But we gave them bonus episodes on the weekend. So, anyway, apologies to everyone who missed on the show yesterday. But we're back. Tomorrow, we'll be wrapping up game three of the NBA finals or oh, that's actually later today for you in the uk now i'm losing track of time 
You guys are going to hear this when you wake up. So tonight. I got in. you all covered. I'm going to make sure we get these things done. Because you know what? The people. Got to get the people what they want. That's facts. Tune in Sky Sports. BJ and I are going to be live and direct breaking down the game from the garden. Atmosphere is going to be crazy. I don't have my green suit yet. But if the Celtics take a win at home or two wins at home, I might just have to get a green suit for that trip back well, to Well, you the better bay. get that green dye for your hair. You better get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to see because Golden yeah. State could come in and win two I'm years. coming to the UK to make sure he got that green dye in his hair. <laughs> the Celtics win. He's just going to have me out here looking like a tennis ball. Yeah. But anyway, we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see us live. You can see my short shorts that are way too short because I forgot that I was going to be on camera today. But anyway, until next time, make sure you subscribe. Leave a review, leave a five star rating, and most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>